Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler. He's Derek. I don't want to be here. Thanks for listening, Derek. I'll see you next week. That works for me. <laughs> I mean, how depressing is it to come on here, what, less than 10 minutes after Michigan loses like they did against Illinois? Double overtime on the road. Felt like it was just a miracle that they got to overtime. Uh, had, what, a seven-point lead in the first overtime Illinois closes. Yeah, Illinois closes on a 7-0 run, continues that run into the second overtime, and Michigan's just not able to come back, although had a chance at the uh, last second there with the Joey Baker wide-open three. Really reminded me of Franz Wagner airballing a three in the NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament. Just uh, You wonder if it's a psychological thing, like, oh, my gosh, like this is the best look you could have asked for, and oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Michigan – now looking at probably two scenarios to get into the NCAA tournament, you uh, beat Indiana and probably, or it's so, so hard to say, you beat Indiana and you lose your first game of the Big Ten tournament. Like most people would say, greater than 50% chance you're in. Uh, obviously, you beat Indiana and win a Big Ten tournament game. That's going to seal the deal. The other right. way, if you lose it to Indiana, I mean, you basically got to run the table in the Big Ten tournament, which is what we've been fearing all along. But, but based on the performance tonight, uh, all things considered, yeah, loss, but one of those games where, you know, Michigan was hanging tough on the road against a good team. And objectively, I think you can walk away from that feeling like, okay, there's something Michigan has in the tank. They're not like a bad team that loses a bunch of games. Based based on that, with that in mind, what do you see uh, Michigan doing in the last game of the regular season against Indiana and then into the Big Ten tournament? I mean, that's just going to be a tough game. Uh, I think even a tougher environment to play in, though the Orange Crush, 800 Dickinson, like everybody in the Big Ten okay, does. Like everybody, yeah. Um, Hunter Dickinson played phenomenally tonight. Um, what about that foul he drew? Just <laughs> just falling down, man. Sometimes yeah. you just got to fall down. Especially a big guy falling down like that. You know, it's got to be a foul of a big guy. Oh, before. yeah. That's going to cause a scene. Um, yeah, I mean, you feel really good if they win that game. Um, I think they'll play it tight. I think what they showed um, in a game that felt like it could have maybe gotten out of hand at one point. Um, you know, you always kind of wonder, you know, they got blown out by Arizona state and now, you know, Arizona state's trying to fight their way into the tournament. Yeah. Uh, the, the kind of the thought on the broadcast was Michigan wins, Arizona state loses to UCLA, then Michigan's the, the team in. And that's, you know, considering that Arizona state blew the doors off of Michigan, that's, you know, obviously interesting. Um, but yeah, that felt like a really good opportunity where you played really well. You got yourself to overtime extended a lead in overtime uh, and then yeah the scoring drought kind of happens uh, the run from Illinois happens and yeah I think a tight game against Indiana to come uh, but it's going to be really tough to, to pull that one out I think Indiana's given a more well-rounded team uh, and by the way didn't we uh, do a post-game interview after Michigan Indiana the first time around also uh, yeah, we did because podcast um, after a loss. Yeah, I was I was uh, in the middle of my between jobs bender, oh, and yeah. yeah, Michigan lost to Indiana. It was a weekend weekend podcast. We uh, Sunday podcast is what it was. 
think. No, Saturday, Sunday was maybe. it was Saturday. Sunday was Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl. I think this is going to be probably the toughest environment Michigan has played in all season. Uh, it's it's Assembly Hall, it's Bloomington, it's IU, but it's also Trace Jackson Davis's last home game. Yeah, and he's going to score forty. You you know, I I hope you're right. Close game, all that. I don't see it, and that's not even a a discredit to Michigan. Honestly, it's I think this is an IU team coming off of a pretty lopsided loss at home to Iowa, by the way. But yeah, it's sure. it's an IU team that I just I cannot see losing in this situation. I just can't. I think they're going to play really well. They're going to be energized. They're going to come out swinging. And Michigan's a tough team. Um, I was I, I've questioned their their toughness at times this season, but I think they've learned how to how to counterpunch. And they've learned how to, to absorb hits, especially, you know, um, they've played in two really tough road environments here against Rutgers and now Illinois. And and when you do that, you know you're taking, uh, you're taking the other team's best punch. I mean, they they got the home crowd behind them. A lot of times, it's that first, you know, four or five minutes, you're down eight. All of a sudden, the crowd's rocking. How do you respond to that? I think Michigan's done a pretty good job with that. But I think they're walking into a whole different arena. On, on Sunday late afternoon, that place is going to be rocking. Uh, so, you know, if it's close, I will feel really good uh, not keeping in mind NCAA tournament ramifications and all that. I'll just feel like, wow, you know, Michigan is playing in, again, like what I would – on Sunday afternoon, I believe that will be the most difficult environment in college basketball. And if Michigan plays well there, they take punches and they – counterpunch and they do all those things that you're supposed to do as a good road team fine give yourself a a, a chance in in the last four or five minutes whatever good but frankly i just you know i don't i don't really see it happening unfortunately like you said earlier i think we've seen enough that like michigan has fight they're they're not a bad basketball team kobe buffkin's been playing really well doug mcdaniel's been playing really well hunter dickinson continues to be hunter dickinson uh, you like the way they play it against Rutgers, like the way they, uh, you know, hit a buzzer beater to send it overtime against Wisconsin. I think both those games obviously have happened since we last chatted. Yeah. Um, like the way overall they play, you know, taking a, a, an Illinois team, tough environment, tough team to double overtime. Um, so I think for me, the reason maybe even optimism is just, I mean, it's, it is the NCAA tournament for them right now. Uh, they just happen to be playing Big Ten regular season games. Uh, they have to win to have any chance of, of advancing. And so I think you'll see their best effort uh, knowing that, you know, they have limited games left. They, you lose against Indiana, you don't win, you know, multiple games in the tournament. Your, your season's literally over. I mean, maybe they accept an NIT bid. Uh, I'd almost be shocked if they do. Uh, I think John Howard has too much pride to <laughs> ego. What would you like to see? To, to play in the NIT would you watch like would you be excited of course we'd watch but would you be excited like would you get up for it like a like it i don't think game? i don't think the players would I, I don't think they i think they'd lose a lot of times you see that team that was on the bubble uh on the wrong side of the cut and it just feels like they get you know beat by saint bonaventure in the <laughs> in the nit you know they don't come out and play 
Yeah. Um, Pulling a name out of a hat, by the way. St. Bonaventure. Yeah. That's a good one. Do my best. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if. I mean, they've been a tournament team, like an actual tournament team. I don't know who's in the running for the NIT last year <laughs> or this year, but uh, definitely Michigan. Uh, it's a real shame, actually, that we didn't get to do this uh, after the Wisconsin game because, like, our most recent impression. <sighs> we did you the, know. Well, I think that happened. I think they had won a game before we did this, and then they lost to Indiana at home. Uh, maybe could have done it, you know, after a Wisconsin win in Hey, it could have been a buzzer beater a couple of times tonight. It really could have um, been. I mean, Hunter Dickinson got a really good lick. Uh, at the end, was it the end of the regulation? Um, Dickinson's look came. Yes, end of, regulation. end of regulation because he in the first the overtime, the block, he kicked it out, it. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, decent look. I mean, hit rim. Um then, you know, it was late enough in the in the game clock to where Illinois really had to heave it. Uh, another look at the end of um, overtime one, and then yeah, like you said, Franz Wagner esque type attempt. Yeah, Joey Baker, and in one of those games where uh, Joey Baker, you know, not his best game, uh, got no help from from uh, Will Cheddar tonight. Uh, just a, a walking foul. Terrace Reed, you know, didn't make the impact that he has in some of the big games. And was fouled out uh, for the second overtime, yeah, basically. Fouled out for most of it. Jet Howard fouled out. Um, you know, looked good overall uh, coming back off of time off, but, you know, not the Jet Howard of early season. Um, yeah, you know, the right things happen for Michigan, and, and you can uh, find a way to, to beat Indiana at their own game. Again, you're not going to stop Trace Jackson Davis in his last time. Uh, you know what frustrates uh, me about Trace Jackson Davis? What's that? A dominant, dominant player. Can't score outside of like 12 feet. Yeah, I don't see And it's... like, that is, when a, when a guy, you know, like you can give him all that space out there. Like he's not shooting the ball over you but he'll go out and put up 27 on you and grab 15 rebounds boards, and, and just boards. be like a, the dominating presence. That is, that is so rare. I mean, cause he's, he's not an incredibly like a, good college player. And I, I yeah. would like to see, I think his athleticism definitely translates to the next level, but you got to hit shots. Similar to a Musa Diabate whose athleticism yep. translated more than, you know, probably anything else. Right. So that, I mean, yeah seeing him in the NBA will uh, be really, really interesting because of the way he's he going to look plays. a lot smaller in the NBA. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. And he's going to have to play smaller. Um, and again, be, you know, he's going to have to play in the wing, defend on the wing, but yeah, he's due for not even due. He's, he's going to have a big, game. <laughs> he's going to have a big uh, one. You, you just know he's going to have a big one. What's the... but you, that's where you need Hunter Dickinson and Terrace Reed, especially like Terrace Reed, Will Cheddar cannot get in foul trouble that game. Joey Baker gotta, can't get in foul trouble. Joey Baker can't get in foul trouble. Uh, you have to have a good performance from both Reed and Dickinson Sunday to somehow pull it off. We've talked about this before, but with it's become more apparent now with Will Cheddar because of his extended minutes. But him and Joey Baker and Terrace Reed, sometimes I don't know how Juwan Howard keeps them on the floor. Like they're just fouling everybody. And they'll mm-hmm. play five minutes and have three fouls. 
And it's not just the individual fouls that you're worried about. It's you're 15 minutes in or, or five minutes into the second half and your opponent is like halfway to the bonus and that stuff matters. So that that's one of the more like subtly frustrating things about this team is it, it just seems like a, a group of guys are committing a lot of fouls with mm-hmm. not a lot of playing time. You're like, what the heck is going on? But um, if, if Terrace Reed can like bring that sort of super energetic performance, like nothing he does technically like as a post player is really good right now in the way that Hunter Dickinson is, but his athleticism on defense is a huge bonus. The way he's able to alter and block shots. Uh, he's a force on the boards. And I think, you know, especially late when you're trying to either uh, secure a defensive rebound, steal a possession on offense after a missed shot, you're trying to, you know, lock down defensively. Like he can do all of that stuff. And, and you know, if, if your dreams come true and this is a close game against Indiana, like that's exactly the kind of thing that you're going to have to have when you're trying to compete with somebody like Trace Jackson Davis. I think in a game against Indiana, Big Ten tournament, as well, and and maybe even the NCAA tournament, you just can't have players be liabilities, um, and and that's what I would consider anyone who comes in for their five minutes and has four fouls. Um, that's a liability. It's it's allowing opponents to get to the line early and and halves. Uh, it's not giving the rest to players who need the rest uh, in, in the later stretches of a season, uh, and so if you can avoid being a liability. Uh, you're helping out your team a ton. And I think that's the the hardest thing with Terrace Reed being so young is he's either like, you know, the, the spark Michigan needs, or he's like, just not there. Yeah. Same with Joey Baker. You know, we've talked about that all season. Yeah. He could hit three or four threes, really impact a game. Game's probably going to Michigan's favor, or he could do very little, uh, miss a great look at the end of a game, get in foul trouble. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think Michigan does kind of live and die, uh, by the role players. Uh, when you have Jet Howard or Kobe Bufkin kind of going on and off with their big nights, Hunter Dickinson consistent, you do really rely on that third, fourth, fifth guy to, to really pull through for you. And that's just not something Michigan's had consistently. Uh, but when they do, when they do find that player, those are the games they've looked really good in, uh, and the games that they've ultimately found a way to win. You know, looking ahead, um, I I was trying to think earlier about like who's a guy Michigan absolutely needs to step up outside of the usual suspects. Like you know, you're you're you just you have to rely on a big game from from Kobe Bufkin and Hunter Dickinson. Um, is it is it Jet Howard kind of returning to that early season form where he seems like he just can't miss a shot? Is it? Um, Doug McDaniels, you know, hitting that pull up mid range and and being a, a really good point guard. Uh, outside of them, I mean, I don't know who else you look to as like one of those uh, like could be really dominant takeover game players. Are they gonna do it? I just I think Michigan's got like two really good players. And Dickinson and, and Buffkin, and then they've got some some guys who who bring it sometimes, and sometimes it's not there. And so, 
of that group, I, like who do you think is most important for Michigan to have have it click on it on any given game? Especially, you know, you're talking about a a game against Indiana on Sunday. I said Joe Howard, uh, especially with the time off. I do think the team found a way to grow without him. Uh, definitely, you know, he gets up his shots. So when he's not on, uh, a lot of possessions and you know, with his missed shots are. Often leading to uh, opponents scoring the basketball, but if you can, you know, get solid, consistent Hunter Dickinson, the the higher level Kobe Bufkin, you know, streaky Doug McDaniel, uh, have a guy like Terrence or uh, Joey Baker hit a couple of shots, uh, then yeah, you kind of kind of live and die by Jet Howard at that point. Uh, he can get his really any night, especially if he's healthy. Uh, and so if you get consistency from your two probably best players. Um, and Kobe Bufkin and Hunter Dickinson lately and get 15 from Jet, you know, or have him go off for 20 in a tournament game. Uh, you need multiple scorers in the tournament uh, of any kind, uh, including the NIT, shall they you know, <laughs> try to make a run through the NIT. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, Dickinson, Bufkin, probably going to get theirs at this point. Uh, they've been playing really solid. Jet Howard's got to have that really dominant game, that really on night of shooting that he's had multiple times this season you know there was a point where you kind of looked at like hey is anyone else going to help jet howard (laughs) that's true Um, and he kind of you know has dealt with some injuries uh hasn't been as hot from the floor i've been a little bit more of a defensive liability but if you can get him going offensively uh and and have the normal contributions from others then i do think it could be a dangerous team that could put up a fight this weekend i think an inconvenient truth for michigan at this point is that as much as you miss Jet Howard's ability to score, when he's not in the game, the the ball doesn't stick as much. I th- I think there's just a better flow offensively. I think the ball has a tendency to stick with him when he's in the game. And oh, he's an he's an NBA player playing like an NBA <laughs> player in college. That's I mean yeah that's that's the way it is. And a lot of ISOs, a lot, lot of yeah. kick and pops. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's the reason that. You know, you talked about Michigan growing without him, and I think that's true, and I think that's the reason. It, you know, he as as big a part as he played in the offense, it wasn't like if you took him out, everything fell apart. It was very much still uh, or, or more free flowing, better ball movement. So, um, if if he can step back into his role without disrupting that sort of chemistry that Michigan's found offensively. Uh, I think Michigan's in, in pretty good shape on that side of the floor. Okay. Last thing. Uh, and it's gotta be the last thing. Cause why not? But I need a prediction. Okay. And I can't just have you say win, loss or whatever. I need like a, a reason and you don't have to present me a thesis on this, but um, it's gotta be more than your gut, man. At this point, it's gotta be more than your gut. I need to know, is Michigan going to beat or lose to Indiana? And and how are they looking going into the Big Ten tournament? Where I will note, um, no idea where Michigan or anybody else will be seated except for Purdue has now won the outright regular season yep. title. Uh, Congrats. Michigan, it seems like there's a span of like nine seeds where they could end up. And um, you almost, I don't know about you, but you almost kind of hope they, they fall a little bit because that gives you more opportunities. If, if you end up not playing as many games and you're not going to win 
the the conference tournament, then what was the point? But right. that aside, what happens coming up? Seventy one, sixty six, Michigan. <laughs> okay. On the road at IU, seventy one, sixty six. I think Jet Howard has a big game. I think he shoots lights out in the first half. I think Hunter Dickinson's going to get his, and I think it's going to be the. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> okay, what about Kobe? Trace Buffett? Jackson Davis show. It will but be. That will be the show. I think he's going to get his, and and I think that Michigan's going to have enough players play collectively uh, to you know essentially give themselves a chance for for the selection committee to look at, you know, that one last, well, they did beat Indiana at the end of the regular season, even if they only won one Big Ten tournament game. I, I see it as, you know, do or die, survive in advance. Uh, I think you get, you know, one of the best games you've seen out of them uh, to the point where you're like, where was this? in any other part of the season where they could have, you know, uh, you know, had a better chance at the tournament because you could you could win this game and you could still not make the tournament. That's true. Uh, that is a very real scenario. Uh, that's you kind of put. I think you put it at fifty percent. Uh, yeah, you beat Indiana on the road and then you don't do business well in the Big Ten tournament. You're not in. Uh, so I think this is you know one of the better better environments, better games. Uh, one of the better Michigan performances to to end the regular season on the high note and. You know, make people have to make some tough decisions. Uh, and knowing Michigan, they're going to make it really tough on the committee when they don't play all that well in the Big Ten tournament after. So that's my that's my <laughs> post Indiana prediction. Okay, all right, thank you. You know what needs to happen against IU is Terrace Reed needs to to dunk on Trace Jackson Davis. I, can That'd you imagine great. what that does to an eighteen year old's confidence? Maybe nineteen. A lot. I don't know. And again, probably mostly going and into he next can. season. He's probably like one of the only oh. guys who actually could do that. I agree. Hunter Dickinson could, but it has to it has to be like strength under the rim. It it wouldn't Hunter be Hunter Dickinson is going to like dunk it one-handed with very little authority. Um he can slam it down when it's like open basket. Terrace Reed though, I think significantly more athletic than Hunter Dickinson. Like he could go up on any opponent, maybe other than Zach Eady and, and hammer one home. Hunter Dickinson's kind of a, you know, he's going to throw it off the glass before he tries to hammer it on somebody. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's kind of a, uh, he's, he can be kind of soft around the rim, and he, but he has <laughs> oh, wow. the touch. He has, he has, he had in terms of dunking, I'm saying, Okay. He has he has the touch. He has the 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 spin move down. The dribble patterns down. Like he he can shoot over guys. Like Hunter Dickinson doesn't have to dunk with authority over somebody like a Shaq. But Terrace Reed could be a mini Shaq out there, uh, and is only going to get better and, and more, you know, more unstoppable in the paint. I'd say. All right. Well, I'm. I, that's what I really want to see. That's so I wanted to throw that out there. Hopefully, we're coming back talking about you know, a big Michigan win at assembly hall, ruining senior day over there, getting hey, ready I'm for that. Getting, getting ready for a big 10 tournament that propels the Wolverines into the NCAA tournament. There's a lot of steps to get there, but I think the silver lining here is that if you said, okay, Michigan against Illinois and IU is only winning one of those games, you would pick Indiana easily. 
So that's still the, you know, the thing that's out there. Losing to Illinois, not catastrophic. Um, you definitely lost a great opportunity to propel yourself really into the tournament conversation, but the, the better opportunity is still out there. So yeah, that's the way I, for me to wrap, I think I had predicted two and two. Uh, went against Rutgers on the road, went against Wisconsin, and I thought they'd lose the last two and it would come down to the tournament to play their way in. So, Well, now you're again, thinking they're going to win. So, Yeah, I, and I think <laughs> I think they they showed me enough in the, the two out of the last three, even even in this loss, uh, to where I think they are playing you know some of the best basketball they've played all season. But, yeah, right. I mean, reality is that's a tough, tough environment. So we'll, we'll come back either way and chat. Yes, we will. So take care out there until then, and go blue. Go blue.